This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast. We're ready to wrap up a good week of a Super Bowl preview week. It's finally time for the big game this Sunday, Super Bowl 50. I'm hoping, I'm hoping will be a good one. I have some doubts. I really haven't shared my opinions about the game all week long. I've let our guests do that. But um, I'm, I'm leaning toward uh, saying that Carolina is a big winner, although I'm, I'm rooting for Peyton Manning. Um, I kind of, you know, let back uh, my thoughts, and uh, that's really all I have. But <laughs> we'll get the thoughts of Cam Jordan today. The uh, New Orleans Saints uh, defensive stalwart and captain uh, is a pro bowler again, and uh, he's back uh, with his family now uh, on the uh, West Coast after a pro bowl visit to Hawaii last week. And uh, that's how we'll wrap up this week with him and uh, have his thoughts not only on making the Pro Bowl but the season in general uh, that the Saints have just come off of. And uh, he'll be the last word on um, uh, kind of the week's conversation regarding Super Bowl 50. So nice to have Cam. Good to talk to him. He sounds great. And you'll hear from him in just a moment. Unfortunately, the Pelicans lose last night to the Los Angeles Lakers. It was a Smoothie King Center uh, rev to see Kobe Bryant and then let down by the home team, 18,000-plus, uh, saw the Pelicans lose to the Lakers for the second time this year. And it's been a rough week. That's three losses in a row, and the Pelicans just seemingly can't win uh, when they score 100 points. It's like 0-22 now, as they uh, lost by a final score of 99-96. to Missed free throws, missed threes, and a few other things uh, involved here. The Pelicans were 14 of 26 from the free throw line and 4 of 20. Uh, from three points, and that, of course, follows up the three-for-19 three-point performance uh, in the loss at San Antonio on Wednesday night. So now the Pelicans are 18-31 and and will travel today to uh, take on the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves over this Mardi Gras weekend. Um, We had a little bit last night, uh, but we did eventually get caught up with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. He shared his thoughts with uh, myself and some of the assembled media outside the uh, late, late locker room last night following the Pelicans' loss. Coach, these aren't easy conversations, I know, but I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts about tonight's loss. Uh, we didn't play good enough. You know, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't defend, you know, like we, we have been. And, uh, you know, you can't uh, – it's a team that struggles offensively, and we gave up almost 60 points in the first half, so – uh, offensively, I thought we played pretty selfish. You know, we didn't move the basketball, and uh, you know, we end up with eight assists the first, you know, the first half. So we weren't moving the basketball. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, we didn't play uh, the type of game that we need to play to try to win, and it doesn't matter who it is. You know, it could be the Lakers or Golden State or anybody else. If you don't play like you're supposed to, and you don't play the right way by moving the basketball and and, and, and uh, playing unselfishly and then locking in, you're going to have a tough time beating any team. Does it frustrate you more because your team had been doing that here of late? Well, it frustrates me because, you know, we're in a position now where, as we said, we don't have any margin of error. And so uh, it's, a, it's a home game that we lose, and, and we lose it for all the wrong reasons. And I think to me the most disturbing thing is that we talked about it before we went out, 
that, you know, we, we can't play uphill against any team, especially a team that has Kobe Bryant on it that's very capable, you know, in close games of j j making any shot. He's done it for the last 19 seasons. So what happened with us is that when we finally made a run, it was just to get back even. It wasn't to create separation or anything. So, you know, we make a good run, and, and now all of a sudden we're even. Well, when that happens, you know, the Kobe factor becomes a, a, a possibility. And that's exactly what happened at the end. He makes two big three-point shots, you know, to hold us off. And, it's the, you know, that's, that's, that's how they win the game. Of the things that you've spoke of, how many of those things play into four for 20 from three-point or the lack of made free throws tonight? Well, if you don't move the basketball and you just jump it up and shoot the shots, we're, 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 not, we're not talented enough to do that. We have to be a team that play as a team. Uh, we didn't do that tonight. You know, we got a guy that, you know, AD's dominating down there, and we struggled to get him the ball. You know, he should have had 30 shots tonight. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing that I'm saying. We got to find a way, you know, when things are like that, to understand where our advantages are, and we got to take advantage of the mismatch and the advantages that we have. Coach, would you have had any, any better of a shot to try and finish in a better way by fouling Kobe Bryant sooner, or was at that point no, not a non-factor? We, we, we should have fouled him sooner because, uh, you know, the, the bottom line was is that we had a foul to give, so we were going to have to make two fouls to get him to the line anyway. So we tried to, you know, relay the message that we were going to foul, you know, trap hard, foul if we have to. Uh, you know, we let too much time run off the clock. And I'll take responsibility for that because the message had to be clear to the players what we were doing. Well, we have to find a way to win games on the road. You know, we were going to have to do that anyway, regardless of what happened tonight. But, you know, obviously we got to find a way to win some games on the road. Uh, you know, I guess the, 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 the crazy thing is, is that, you know, we keep coming up with these bumps in the road, uh, but we still have an opportunity if we just put together a little win streak to have an opportunity to be back in the race. But, you know, we're not going to do it when we play with that kind of, you know, not – and it wasn't really the intensity part of it. It's just that I, I thought tonight, you know, we really were selfish offensively. And, you know, when you do that and you're not moving the basketball and everybody's not involved, uh, then usually you struggle, you know. And, and, and I, I just thought it was – I didn't like the floor of the game. I didn't like anything about the game really. I wish I had the answer to that, John. I really do. I, I, I have no idea. And it's happened the last couple of times that we've been on a TNT or ESPN game, you know, and I don't know if that have anything to do with it at all. But, but we, have to, we have to remain who we are and who we are as a team that's pretty good when we're defending and we're passing the basketball and we're getting everybody involved uh, and knowing – you know, what we need to know, and that is that, that 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 ball has to find A.D. a lot of the times, especially when we got an advantage like we did today. All right, so that's it, Coach Alvin Gentry from last night. Again, uh, travel today to Cleveland. Uh, we're also tomorrow, Norris Cole will have his jersey retired at his alma mater of Cleveland State. Uh, he is uh, a record holder in so many different categories for Cleveland State, and now is an NBA champion and a uh, veteran NBA player. He'll be honored tomorrow in a day game at Cleveland State before the Pelicans take on the Cavaliers tomorrow night at Quicken Loans Arena.
Uh, Pelicans.com is uh, hoping to catch up with Norris tomorrow uh, and also shoot some footage, footage rather, of that ceremony. And then uh, Daniel Salerson and myself from the Pelicans Radio Network are looking forward to a visit with Norris to share with you on tomorrow's uh, game broadcast from Cleveland. And then perhaps we'll have a little encore performance for Black and Blue Report next week. We have a bit of a different schedule for Black and Blue Report next week, and we'll share that with you uh, before this show is out. Well, let's take our first time out here on this Friday, and when we come back, Cam Jordan to talk about Pro Bowl, the Saints, and of course, Super Bowl 50. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, February 27th against the Minnesota Timberwolves. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Cam Jordan's coming off another double-digit sack season and now a Pro Bowl appearance uh, in Hawaii this past week, and he joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. He is always affable and certainly engaging as a guest, and we're pleased to have him here. Cam, first of all, congratulations on the Pro Bowl. Um, we followed you on social media, and it seemed like you and your family were having a great time in Hawaii this past week. Um, without a doubt. I mean, we did a lot of fun stuff out in Hawaii. Um of course, I'm honored and blessed to be in my second pro. What was my second Pro Bowl? Um, that means that we lost. So you know, whatever. I'm still not good on losing, but um, it was all fun. What were some of the highlights? What did you take away uh, from your Pro Bowl experience this time around? <laughs> um, this time around, it was, more, it, was, it was more based around family. Of course, you know, my uh, my son was was having a blast, probably more than uh, more than anybody else. Um, good weather. I mean, great food, uh, good family time, and I mean, when you get to you get a chance to be a part of a D line that you know holds it was Khalil Mack, 
um, Everson Griffin, Aaron Donald, Jerry McCoy, uh, Fletcher Cox, and then the, you know, me. I mean, I was pretty excited about the D-line and all. Um, that being said, we got to the game and, you know, the thing turned, turned quite, quite sour fast, but, uh, leading up to the week, it was, it was black. I mean, we went to a Polynesian multicultural center, yeah, Polynesian cultural center, and, uh, really had a great time. We got a, a view and visit to the Polynesian Hall of Football fame and, you know, June, the likes of Junior Seau, Troy Palomalu just got inducted. It was pretty cool. When you, when you go to these Pro Bowls, uh, Cam, how much of this is enjoyment, kind of a deep breath, the celebration of your season? And and how much do you pick up from the guys that you're around, maybe normally that you don't get to spend time with? Um, yeah, I mean, you see, you know, I think it was like, you know, almost a class of 2011 draft class reunion. I mean, there's Tyron Smith, um, who I've been playing against since he was at SC. Um, he's over at, he's at Dallas now. There's Julio Jones, who we worked out together um, going into the draft out in Arizona. And, you know, now, you know, Julio Jones is an arch nemesis and whatnot. And you have, you know, A.J. Green, who's done major things for the, for the Bengals. Um, I mean, it's just it's just all throughout. Of course, Everson Griffin, of course, is you know plays for Minnesota. My dad played for 13 years, and he's an Arizona boy. So, I mean, Everson uh, knew the likes of each other since high school. So, you know, it's just seeing guys, catching up with guys, and, you know, having a great time. Do you keep anything from Pro Bowl? I know guys hang on to their jerseys or they'll exchange jerseys. Um, do you have any memorabilia that, that you'll hold on to, um, you know, not only just for you, but for your family down the road too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always retain a jersey or so. Um, you know, that's, I'm trying to catch pops. So I've got about four more Pro Bowls i got to hop on to. <laughs> With regard to the Pro Bowl, there, you know, there was conversation in the media, and sometimes this is silliness, um, but – the conversation has been going around about the the current format of the Pro Bowl and its value and everything else. For someone like yourself, that's not only participated in one but two. Um, what 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 would you say to those conversations, or what would you add, I should say, to those conversations about the relevance of the Pro Bowl, the importance of it, what it means in the NFL calendar? I mean, that's a combination of your 16 weeks of, of work. There, I mean, you're you're competing at such a high level during season. It's a nice nod to get a Pro Bowl vote, vote in. Um, first, you, of course, you want to be like the initial ballot, but even on the slide and like this one, um, you're just honored. I mean, there's only so many players that can go to the Pro Bowl. They take three, you know, six at each position, um, and you know you have to you have to work your butt off to get there. For you know the fans' involvement, fans love it. Maybe if I feel. Uh, you know, whatever they say about the game. I mean, but at that point, um, even then, it's still it's still electrifying. I mean, you, you had Russell Wilson out there playing like it was a Super Bowl. I mean, you, you had him out there. He threw, what, like three touchdowns. You, you got to see some of the face, young faces like Dennis Winston come in and play with Doug. And, um, it was, I mean, it's exciting from a fan's point, from my, from my point of view, anyways. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, and I'm going to agree with you. There, so that's for sure. Um Saints defensive captain, uh, Cam Jordan, with us here. Uh, Cam, hey, you've had some time to think about this now. When you look back on the season, what do you think about most? What do I think about what? When you, when, you, when you look back on the season now, because you've had a little time to think about it, uh, what do you what do you what do you think about most with regards to this this past season? 
I mean, this past season, I mean, we had a lot of opportunities that we just didn't seize control of. And at, at any given day, I mean, it's all about carpet diem, and we didn't do that on Sundays for the most part. Um, coming off the season like 7-9, I mean, we made great strides in the locker room, we made great strides defensively towards the second half of the season. Um, we cultivated a, a large group of rookies. Um, that being said, it still just wasn't what we needed to do to get enough wins, and that's that's the end game of it all. Um, I mean, so this upcoming season, of course, we're going to be looking for the huge leap from year one to year two uh, with, with great players, you know, like Stephon Anthony, Haoli Kitaha, uh, you got uh, Tyler Davidson, uh, Bobby Richardson. Um, now, of course, you got Delvin Bro. I mean, that large leap from year one to year two is going to be huge. I mean, it's not just film study, but the game will start slowing down for some of these guys, and that's what we'll be looking for. We'll become key playmakers in our defense. How different will be things be with Dennis Allen now as the as the guy, as the coordinator, and and having now a full off season to work through his system? Um, you know that should that should definitely help. It always helps when um, you can get settled into one defense. Uh, I mean, it's not like I always, it's not like I have the best experience with any one defensive coordinator at this point. I'm going through my sixth year, I've gone through forty defensive coordinators now. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we'll just keep, keep, keep playing hard until uh, we get to the Super Bowl. That's all we can do. I'll say this, uh, Cam, the last two seasons, both being seven and nine campaigns, uh, is it me or does this offseason or the start of this offseason feel a lot different than last year's? Um, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, like you said, there's, there's, a, there's some positive notes to it, you know. Uh, as far as like the young guys, young guys are already like checking in, texting, saying, you know, what can I do to get better already? I mean, that's just, that's a huge change from, you know, last year we had more vets that are already setting, you know, what they want to do. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a great thing to, to see the tech people come in, get a phone call, say, hey, when are you start working out? When are you, when are you doing this? Are you working out together? How do you do this? I mean, it's, it's going to be a change for sure. This upcoming year and hopefully it'll pay off. Cam, I have to ask you about the Super Bowl this weekend, your unique perspective of having not only played against Carolina, but probably knowing many on the Broncos' side, too. Um, what's what's the Cam Jordan preview of Super Bowl 50 look like? I mean, it could be a great defensive battle. Um, you know, Carolina's defense has been playing lights out the whole year, led by Luke Keekley and TD. Um, you know, their D-line has been active this entire year, as well as secondary has been playing um, pretty well. That being said, you know, Broncos is probably doing the same thing. You got two great edge defenders in the Marcus Wood and Bob Miller. Uh, you know, you got a, a, a great running back in CJ Anderson in the backfield, you know, for Peyton Manning to, uh, to get a little relief from. Uh, that being said, I hope they both lose. I hope it's a tie. I hope they both lose and we don't have a Super Bowl winner. Is that possible? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I can totally understand that. Um, you know, everybody's been trying to uh, put into words what it's like to deal with Cam Newton. Um, I asked Delvin Bro about this the other day. Maybe you are even more qualified. Um, when you look at what kind of a quarterback he is and the challenges that he presents, please help fans understand what it's like from a player's standpoint to deal with him and what the Broncos are up against. 
I mean, you always have to be aware of contain with Cam. I mean, it's not only just contain, but he's also he will run in between the guards. I mean, um, phenomenal for Cam. He's been playing an electrifying game every game. I mean, every, uh, most games are close uh, until, like, you know, this last, this last playoff game. Anyways, most games are close, and the way he does to separate it is he makes those big plays when it counts the most. Um, and, I mean, the ball funnels through him. He's a quarterback. And with that being said, this quarterback is also 6'5", 6'6", 250, 60 pounds. And, I mean, he, he can make plays. He extends plays. He can throw downfield. I mean, he, he does it all for the Carolina offense. And it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough for, for Denver to try and contain that. That being said, they do have Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cam, you like to have fun as much fun as the next guy. You have a big personality. So does Cam Newton. Um, do you uh, do you find yourself frustrated by his, I don't want to say antics, but his theatrics perhaps? Or do you say, hey, that's a part of our game and, and that's just fine? I mean, it's, it is definitely part of our game. In heart, though, I have no problems with it. So it's just a matter of just stopping him. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to say you know, one of the few positives from that game was he didn't get into our end zone. I mean, uh, there was a, there was a chance on one play, and then, you know, we had one of our linebackers come over the top. And what I should have said, concussion protocol should have took over. But, you know, whatever. Well, you've got your young family with you. I'm hoping you have big plans this off season. Anything cool on your docket? Um. You know, we're just we're just gonna play it by ear. Uh, you know, we're up in we're up in the bay now and after Berkeley and uh got here yesterday from Hawaii and then we're just we're rolling. I mean, somewhere in there we'll probably go to Denver for a PAO and um yeah, we'll just have a great time. Awesome, awesome. Cam, I always appreciate your visits with us and I hope you have a restful and uh and, and productive off season and we'll see you soon enough back at the facility. Awesome, awesome, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There you go. Cam Jordan with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Stay with us. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminex. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminex entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. 
The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Hey, you know, one thing about last night's Pelicans-Lakers game, unfortunately, uh, it didn't go, of course, the way that we wanted it to go. Uh, but it was it was a treat to watch two great individual performances. Uh, first of all, Anthony Davis led all scores with 39 points and 11 rebounds. He also had another block shot last night. And then Kobe Bryant is having the best week so far of his farewell season as he recorded his second double-double of the year with 27 points and 12 rebounds. This, of course, right after he dumped 38 on Minnesota. So he's having a heck of a week. And uh, in that sense, as much as I want the Pelicans in, um, I'm glad some folks got to see a little flat of the uh, days gone by for Kobe Bryant last night. Uh, Kobe Bryant is scheduled to be back with the Lakers on April the 8th, by the way. Um, and I know those tickets are going fast. So if you want in on April the 8th, which is the start of the Lakers' last road trip of the season, uh, you want to call 525-HOOP or go to Pelicans.com. Uh, Pelicans and Cavaliers tomorrow night, of course, at 6.30 Central I'm, uh, with a 6 o'clock Pelicans warm-up. Uh, take, the, uh, take the radio or the Pelicans app along with you as you uh, do your Mardi Gras thing tomorrow. Of course, uh, you can listen to the radio broadcast through your Pelicans app, and uh, then we'll be on the Pelicans radio network as usual, and that includes the flagship uh, station, 99.5 WRNO-FM. Otherwise, uh, Monday night at Minnesota, and of course, Super Bowl 50 on Sunday. We'll talk about it a little bit when we resume the Black and Blue Report podcast on Wednesday. No show on Monday, no show on Tuesday for Mardi Gras. We're back Wednesday, and we'll pick up with Pelicans talk there, Saints conversation as well, and uh, you never never know who will stop by. So we'll see how it plays out. Everybody have a safe and happy Mardi Gras over the weekend. Um, Keep us in mind, the Pelicans, while we're on the road, and uh, we'll be listening for your cheers from afar, and we'll see you back at the Smoothie King Center on Wednesday night for a pretty big game against the Utah Jazz. Our thanks to Cam Jordan today for being our guest, Alvin Gentry, too. I'm Sean Kelly. And that'll do it for us on a week of a podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. Thank you.